from spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the creepy side of Eva. Welcome to the creepy side of NEPA. I am Dan Kozlowski. Before we get started on our first episode of 2024, I'd like to remind all of our listeners, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, or follow the creepy side of NEPA on whichever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. Also, be sure to follow WNEP's creepy side of NEPA on Facebook. That is the best way to always keep informed on the latest show information. Joining us tonight on the creepy side of NEPA is Mark Lockhart, and Andrea Stevens from Spectral Paranormal Investigations. Welcome to the show. Nice to be here. Nice to have you guys here. You guys contacted us, I believe it was on uh, YouTube, right? Yes. So are you guys fans of the show? Yes. Yeah, we watch all the time. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So what got you guys into the paranormal? Um, it's kind of a long story. I, like a, a long time ago when I lived in New York, I was in my 20s. Um, I was working with a couple different teams that, used to have me come in pretty much just to verify if there was presences or if the building was haunted because I've always had these sensitive abilities where I was able to feel things. And it took me a long time through my life to realize the abilities I had and what it was for and what I was exactly feeling. Once we started that, I started, like I said, doing verification for these teams. At times, I would go in and watch what they were doing and I was never really uh, a fan of of the way that people used to do their investigations because a lot of people would treat spirits like they were like playing fetch and things like that, you know, like go get the ball type of deal. Right. So I just found it disrespectful. Then uh, as the years went by and I, I slowly got out of it and I started getting into other things like music and that. I ended up getting married. I had kids. And then after my divorce, I ended up meeting this wonderful person. I never knew that she had the same exact abilities that I did. We were both sensitives. And uh, when we went to Salem, Massachusetts is when we figured out that we both had these abilities because we were starting to talk about things that we were feeling. And and like, we just were very surprised that uh, both of us were experiencing the same stuff. So from that point, we did a couple little things, nothing big, a couple little investigations like Gettysburg and that. Then we just uh, had an idea of, you know, why don't we do something good with our gifts and uh, use it to try to help spirits and to try to validate things. And, and then we took off from there. And Andrea, do you basically have the same backstory? Did anything happen to you guys that got you interested in the paranormal? Nothing really happened to me. I think I've always just been really sensitive to the paranormal, but I, I never really did a whole lot with it until I met Mark. And then he sort of encouraged me to try to use it a little bit more. Very interesting. And how about you, Mark? Did anything happen to you that sort of spurred your interest or you realized you had these senses? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of experiences with uh, spirits and ghosts and stuff as a kid. I used to see apparitions a lot. It started when I was, oh, that was like right after my father's death. I was 12 um, and I saw his apparition. Actually, it was before that because it was, uh, I think I was 10 when I started. Nine and 10, I started experiencing like weird things where I was seeing things. And then from there throughout my life, I just experienced a lot of different paranormal things like I've seen numerous apparitions i've had a lot of things happen to me and and i always felt things i just never knew what i was feeling so after a while you sort of got more into it as time went on and yeah it sort of took off from there 
Yeah, we started figuring things out, you know, once I realized I was actually able to feel spirits and all that kind of stuff. And I, yeah, I, I wanted to strengthen that. And uh, and I'm sure she did the same thing when I discussed it with her. We just started uh, doing a lot of meditations and stuff like that and trying to harness our skills and trying to understand why we were feeling what we were feeling and, you know, what the reasons and everything were. And when it started with her, when it started with me and, and we just like, went from there. Now, when you guys started Spectral Paranormal Investigations, what area do you guys cover mostly? Uh, we do all northeastern Pennsylvania. And um, we also branch out. I mean, we've been to Rhode Island. We've been to Connecticut. We've been to Gettysburg. I mean, we go all over the place. Our, our goal is to eventually even travel up further. Uh, there's a lot of investigations that we would love to do that's going to you know, take us taking some flights out and going different places. And I know you mentioned a few minutes ago how you didn't like how other people were doing their investigations. You kind of thought you could do them in a different way. Is there anything you guys sort of do differently that sets you apart from the other investigators? Um, I think our whole style is a little bit different than most investigators. I personally, I like when I go into a building, I like to just take a walk around and tour the building and see where I feel the most energy and what type of energy I feel. And then based on that, kind of get the, the communication going or any of the other devices that we have. Now, with me, I would say I like to build, once we get in there, like she said, we walk around, we get our feelings. We have to first make sure there's nothing dark, malevolent, or anything like that in there. And uh, and we, we kind of like take it from there. We try to build a rapport with the spirits. We explain what we're going to do before we even start videoing and all that kind of stuff. We explain to the spirits what we're going to do um, and then how we come, that we come in peace and that we... You know, we, we mean no harm and anything like that. We are there to investigate, to find out if there's anything that we can help them with and to find out why they're there and what's, you know, keeping them back. So it seems like you treat them more like a person. Yes. Yeah. So over your time doing investigations, are there any that really stuck in your mind as your, your favorite investigations? There's been many. <laughs> what, would you, what would you say is your favorite, honey? I really thought that the Ritz was my favorite. We did the Ritz Theater in Scranton. Okay, right downtown and, um, Wyoming Ave there? Yeah, yeah. When you walk into that building, it's just, it's kind of overwhelming all of the sensations that you get in there. It was just, it made it very exciting to be in that building and, and to try to communicate. Did anything happen that night that sort of stuck in your mind that made it your favorite investigation? I saw um, the apparition of the little girl in the theater just very briefly. She kind of walked through where all the chairs are. And then while I was on the stage, I had several disembodied voices that I could hear um, just answering my questions. I had a, a spirit run up the steps behind me. Yeah, that's, the footsteps we actually, yeah, we actually had that video. It's on our YouTube and had a whole investigation, but we got lots of disembodied voices we had an orb that was on stage with me something dark was talking to me on stage uh she had footsteps running up the thing at her we had knocks there in response to us and the one interesting thing about that building is it's so old and so many people passed through that over the years i know houdini was one of the many just off the top of my head yeah george burns was there uh houdini frank sinatra was a bunch of people yeah and it to believe that the building's still standing and they still use it. Yeah. Well, they're doing a they're doing a much darker theme there now. They're renovating and everything else, and I think that's why her and I were there about a week and a half ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we we felt the spirits were not happy. Uh, mm-hmm. They were very. The energy has really. I mean, it, yeah. it's, there's a lot more energy than there was when, even when we did the investigation. 
It just seems like they're not really accepting the change that's happening. They put Noir in there now. Yeah, Noir. I did see that. Yep, and and it's definitely more of a dark kind of atmosphere. And I think the older spirits that are there that were the actors and stuff that performed there, I don't think they're taking well to it. Yeah, hopefully this takes a little time for them to warm up to it. Mm-hmm. They get adjusted, yeah. Yep. Any other stories that locally that sort of stuck in your mind? And Oh, I mean, there, there's a book. We did all the, like, pretty much all the hot spots around Scranton. We've done uh, the Ritz, of course. We did AV Restaurant recently. We actually caught a uh, shadow figure live on video in that one. That's on our video. I do remember uh, hearing that the AV was one of the most haunted restaurants in oh, Pennsylvania. It was it was insane. We actually have, I think, I consider what would be one of the best disembodied voices ever captured there. We were upstairs, and I was by the one room, and I was asking, because there's a little girl that's on the third floor, and uh, her apparition's been seen and running and all that kind of stuff. And I was talking out loud to her. Andrew was right next to me. Um, and you were standing right in the hall when that happened. And Andrea actually heard it in the hall. That's how loud it was. And I said, little girl, do you want to play high, go clap or something? And we'll try to find you. And when I'm standing by the room, you literally hear her through the air go, I'm not over there. And oh, wow. Loud. That would yeah. give me the chills for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was freaking. I mean, there's been a bunch of like investigations that I love. I mean, I love the Conjuring House. It definitely is not what everybody makes it out to be. I, there's like, you know, there's so many people that fake, you know, videos and stuff on YouTube, unfortunately, and they give paranormal bad name in it. But we didn't experience anything. Like no, I mean, there's a lot of energy there. there, but we nothing bad. Yeah. Now, before you go any farther, just step back to the AV restaurant investigation. You were saying a little girl scene up in the upstairs. Yeah. So the two there's a there's a lot of spirits there. Because I the believe, two, if I'm not mistaken, it's haunted mostly because the basement was used as a morgue. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, during the Spanish flu. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if the, if the, you think that's where the little girl came from. Um, from the investigation, from what we understood, from what the spirits were talking to us, the man, his name was Peter. He's the guy that has been seen there with a the top hat. Yeah. And he wears a trench coat. That's, uh, the, that's the darker figure that's seen there, and it's mostly in the basement. Yep. And then the little girl, is, her name is Diane, and she's upstairs. Those are the two predominant spirits there that everybody has encountered. The managers have encountered them, and they, nobody knew their names until we did the investigation. Then we found out who they were. Yeah, I mean, that, it was a great investigation. Our second part of that video is going to be coming out soon. Yeah, it sounds like it was very interesting, and knowing that that building was used as a morgue, I'm sure there's a lot of spirits in there. It was a crazy feeling in the basement. Mm-hmm. Andrea was the, the first one that uh, she showed her strength because she was the first one that went down there by herself. And I was upstairs and uh, I was a little, I was a little, uh, I don't know, I guess I was a little scared to go down there at first, I would have to say. But <laughs> after, after her and I both were down there together, yeah, we both had tremendous energy feelings and a lot of things were happening. There's really a feeling that put you on edge down there, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I could imagine it must be a very heavy feeling there. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other hot spots that you guys covered over the time? Uh, Andy Gavins. Uh, oh, I actually had him on the show probably about two yeah. years ago or so, talking about some of the stories there. Yeah, we we actually spoke to George Calpin. Yep, mm-hmm. George is one of the ghosts, and then he also was telling me about a ghost of one of his friends. I believe he said that built a deck under the bar. Yeah, he told us about him as well. I don't know if we actually made a connection with him or not. We definitely, with George. um, There was something dark in the basement that we made I, again, went down to the basement by myself with the the camera, and I got um, a communication that said, drain camera. 
And then the next thing, you know, I looked at my camera and it, it just went completely dead. I had a full battery when I went down there. And then George flushed the toilet on her when she was yeah. in the bathroom. It scared, it, scared, it scared the life out of her in the video. You see it. It's, it's hilarious. It seems like he's a little bit of a prankster then. A little bit. Yeah. How about any of the other stops that sort of stuck in your mind? Oh, there's a bunch of them. What was the, what's the name of the cemetery? That we uh, Forest Hill Cemetery. Yeah. I had a, a communication a with a lady who called herself Mrs. Williams. And as I'm walking around the cemetery, she actually led me right to the Williams plot, which was kind of crazy. With the unborn child and everything yeah. that she was talking about. She was about. talking yeah, about a crazy. miscarriage, and there was a stone there that just said baby on wow. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of vulgar language coming from the spirits at that cemetery. Not from Mrs. Williams. No, not from Miss Williams. But the ones that we were talking to at night, they came through, and uh, some of them were a little hostile. I mean, it, it was a, it was definitely a, because uh, cemeteries usually aren't, you know, full of activity, and a lot of cemetery spirits don't usually remain with their bodies. The reason that one is actually very very haunted is because it's in disarray i mean the graves are knocked over nothing is kept up there it's it's like real bad so yeah Yeah, i did hear about that cemetery in the past and i heard that it dates back one of the older cemeteries in the area yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's a shame that it's not kept up yeah so right now we're i mean the, the ones that we are still yet to do that we're working on right now is uh the leonard theater and Scranton, we're looking, uh, we're talking okay. to them about doing that. And then the uh, the big one that I, I'm like dying to do is the Masonic Temple there. Mm-hmm. I had him on the show a couple years ago also, the general manager there, and he shared a few of the stories. They're pretty interesting building, for sure. What mostly do you guys look for when you go out and do your investigations? We uh, We definitely look for the most active places. We try to go to places that have not really been documented well. I mean, we've seen... You know, old paranormal people that have done like black and white tapes back in the 90s and there's nothing current and there wasn't really a lot of activity captured in that. But then when like we hear all the stories about how active it is. So our job is to go in there and actually get the people the evidence that they're looking for. And and we do tend to get always a lot of stuff. Do you tend mostly to go to commercial properties or do you help private homes also if somebody has some kind of paranormal Uh, investigation? Yeah, we do both. Um. We actually have a house that's coming up that we'll be doing. Um, but, yeah, we definitely are looking to help people. If anybody's experiencing anything that they can't explain and they don't know who to turn to, they can always reach out to us directly and uh, we can try to help them. Do you have an email address or Facebook page you could leave here on the show if anyone has yeah. any? email for our main account here. Let me just pull that up real fast because I never memorize it. <laughs> Spectral Paranormal Team at gmail.com so spectral paranormal team at gmail.com and we do also have the facebook page yep facebook and on youtube and soon to be twitter so another question i do have for you guys out of all your investigations what was your i guess your favorite experience something that really stuck with you as your number one ghost encounter you go first um, we've had a bunch. I think, There's a lot. honestly, I think we went to, um, the Ridgewood winery in what is it? Birdsboro. Yeah, that was incredible. Okay. And there we had, um, we're sitting there talking to the owner, um, after we thought we were done with the investigation and we heard these voices. It was like two men having a conversation and we couldn't find where it was coming from. So eventually we figured out that it was coming from the, the register in the floor. So I said, I I better go down in the basement to see if anything is down there that might be causing all of those sounds that we're hearing. 
So I went down in the basement just to check it out and see if anything was down there. And as I was walking past where the register was, there was something that actually picked up a strand of my hair and pulled it. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Another, like, before I give my answer and what I think my biggest one was, but uh, we actually yeah. contacted Roger Sherman there, one of the mm-hmm. founding five, and we yeah. actually had a conversation. Committee of five, yeah. Yeah, the committee mm-hmm. of five. Oh, that's pretty interesting, especially how they sort of interacted with you by pulling your hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one that would stick with me also, I think. Now, I'd say mine, out of all the investigations, we like I said, we've encountered so many different things. It's like, it's crazy. But I would say the one that sticks out to me was not on video. We did not do a video investigation there. This is and that was, no, that was at uh, Fort Mifflin down in Philly. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went... We went there early and we were just like going around Philly looking at the rocky things and all that kind of stuff. And we decided to stop there. And that place probably has the most high activity paranormal experiences you'll ever experience is there. And like I said, we had nothing on. So we went into the back bunker all the way across the field and we were down there by ourselves. And it's the room consists of two little cement rooms and there's this little thin corridor and that then, you and under the ground. Yeah, and that you walk through. And we went in there and her and I got to the very end. Now ghost hunters were there and on their TV episode there's a face that was seen right in the opening that's like right by the corridor in the room there. And I was standing right there and clear as day as I'm talking to you. It wasn't a whisper. It was a voice, and Andrea heard it too, and he goes, be careful. Like, clear as day. <laughs> I, went in, I went in fight or flight mode, and I literally ran over he, Andrea. He pushed me out of the way and left me in the yeah. bunker as he ran away. <laughs> and then I ran outside, and that was it. But that, you know, out of all the things I've experienced, I've been touched, I've been, like, scratched. I mean, I had all these things happen, but that's the one that really always sticks out to me was that. Or maybe when you ran away from the thing in the Forest Hill Cemetery, too. Cameras weren't rolling for that either. Oh, that shadow thing, yeah. <laughs> that was different. You know, it definitely sounds like you guys had your fair share of encounters over the years, that's for sure. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of them interact with, with you either scratching, like you just said, or pulling your hair or something of those sorts. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with our energy. And, and when we go to a place, if we don't have, if we don't feel anything, we don't investigate it. So we rely a lot on our senses, too. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like most of your investigations, something happens or a lot of times something doesn't happen? Yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing. We, we've heard stories about, you know, even the people I've encountered in that there, there's been so many teams out there. They don't get nothing. And it's like, you know, they go to these places and they sit there and they get no EVPs. They get no kind of ITC communications, nothing. Because um, I know a lot of times just from talking to people here in the show, a lot of times they had an encounter when they least expected it. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly have to tell you, Dan, that every single investigation we've done, we always get stuff. We have not had a boring one yet. Well, that, that's great for you guys, actually, yeah. <laughs> one more question before I leave you guys. When you're out, do you feel like most of the spirits are, I guess you would say, more friendly or more on the dark side? I think most of them are, are friendly. A lot of them kind of are, are a little bit standoffish. I think they're a little bit afraid to interact too much. Yeah, but maybe they, are, they might I mean, not even understand why you're there or something like that. Those sorts. Yeah, and I think we've we've encountered dark stuff, but I think yeah. that's not not as much as the good stuff. Yeah, like in a nutshell, like I mean, you always see these paranormal teams on YouTube and they're all screaming demon and skinwalkers, like, but that's not reality, right? Um, 
in order to encounter a demon, I think out of all the times we've in, investigated places, I think we've come across maybe two demons throughout the whole thing. One was up in Salem at the murder house. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I would say, was probably uh, Moir. I think he was at the cemetery. He was very, very, very dark. And I, he had like a different kind of feeling to him. But, um, yeah, usually, I mean, we do get the dark spirits. They'll curse at us. Um, you know, they'll act very nasty. They'll threaten us. But, yeah, we haven't had anything, knock on wood, we haven't had anything actually, like, literally, besides scratching here and there. We never got really attacked by anything yet. Well, that is very good for you guys. Like I, like I, a few people mentioned this on the show. I guess it would be like how the person was in real life. If they were more of a mean person, they're oh, going to yeah, come they, off yeah. as a they mean spirit. They definitely keep their personalities, yeah. Dan. I'll and tell I, you that. And I think a lot of people um, misconstrue someone who's maybe a little bit mean as a demon. And I don't think I don't find that to be true at all. I think it's just somebody. If you're a bad person in life, you're a bad person in death too. Yep. And I could definitely understand how they can misconstrue that as a as a demon because you're you're dealing with a spirit to begin with. Right. Yeah, they definitely keep their personalities. I mean, there's there's a lot of them that come to mind thinking about how they interacted with us, like Sally, when we did uh, the Cliff Park Inn, and she her spirit's always been seen in room ten. Where is now the that, Cliff Park Inn? That is Milford. That's a Milford. Milford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that place is uh, it's a it's getting taken over by the state now. They're planning on either doing some kind of renovations in that, but the whole building is is not safe. I mean, there was mold and black mold and all this kind of stuff in there. But up animals, in, yeah, yeah, animal desecrating everywhere. But up in room ten, where they said Sally was, we did go in there, and you'll see that on the one video on our YouTube. She comes through, and you hear her personality. Just she just seemed like this old smoker, because that's what she sounded like when she came through. And just her personality in general, like it was more about like she was trying to tell us how she died and how she was sick in the room, and she died in that room. And there was all these kind of things. Now, but you could hear the personality out of her, even when we were downstairs. She came back through. It was the same exact personality that she had. So yeah, it's incredible when you experience all of that. Yeah, I would definitely imagine that it would be, and I'm sure it takes you off guard, too, because a lot of the times you're probably not expecting something, and then, boom, something happens right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody in the area is looking for a ghost investigation or maybe they need a little help, want to leave your email address one more time? Sure. It is spectralparanormalteam at gmail.com. They can also find us on Facebook with Spectral Paranormal Investigations, and they can find us on YouTube to see all of our videos at, it's the at symbol with Spectral Paranormal YouTube. And I think you guys mentioned before, you mostly cover northeastern Pennsylvania, but you do travel out a little bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're looking forward to traveling more in the future. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. You had some very interesting stories. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. Have a great night. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to The Creepy Side of NEPA. Before you leave, I'd just like to remind all of our listeners, please follow WNAP's Creepy Side of NEPA on Facebook, and also subscribe to The Creepy Side of NEPA on YouTube. That is the best way to get the latest show information, and also enjoy some show extras. Until next time. Enjoy the creepy side of Nipah. This has been the creepy side of Nipah. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, 
Send it to ghost at WNEP.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you. Ha, ha, ha.